0: If you've been following along with the journey, uh, we are now at the very uh, end of this journey in regards to discipling. We've gone from the point of someone is being, uh, to how to be saved, and once you're saved, what do you do? How do you grow? How do you mature in your your faith and deepen your faith and and deepen your love for your Savior? And how do you? Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. How do you love others with that agape love, that unconditional love that God is speaking about that we should have in our lives? How do we make those changes from the old man into the new man? How does that happen? How does that work out? And now you have no idea all the challenges have been in my life and you come with all these excuses and baggage and justifications in your whole life, you've been over and over. And for many who didn't get saved until many years later, they have a lot of years of justifications and just, uh, rationalizations that they've pulled into their new life in Christ. And they wonder why they're not growing. It's because you've not let go and buried, literally buried, uh, the old life. You keep picking up the old stuff and justifications and you wonder why you're not growing and maturing and you keep repeating the same mistakes. And what I find is over a period of time that is going to bring you to a point in your early part of your walk or you find at the very even been walking with the Lord for some time, you will find yourself at a point of certain things in your life you must deal with that are probably the hardest things to deal with and one of those is emotions. One of those specifically is depression. And I know some of you are going to uh, be a little edgy on this conversation tonight, and that is okay because the Holy Spirit can deal with that um, as he, as we open and discuss this topic about depression and how you, uh, you know, it's going to take, I thought we could do it all in one night, there's just no way by the time I, you know flush this thing out in detail we're just going to talk about it a couple of t- different times this time tonight and then again next week we'll finish up on the solution so you need to get the two part to really get the full picture of this don't just get tonight and then not do next week because then you're going to be left with some open questions on your mind and I don't want that to happen But as we take a look at uh, the the topic of depression, and at the end of our journey, I want to discuss a couple of key things that can really hinder someone from growing and maturing in their uh, faith, and uh, to be able to be used by God in, in reaching the lost and encouraging those in the faith, and that is depression. Now, when we take a look at this subject matter of depression, we're going to find that biblically, even if you feel depressed you are still to live biblically. And I'll say it one more time. Even though you find yourself in this feeling of depression, you are still to live biblically. You cannot justify living an unbiblical life based on the fact because you're depressed. There's nowhere in the scriptures that says that that that's a, that's a justification to live an unbiblical life. It's actually contrary. As a matter of fact, the Bible says you are to move away and move out of what is causing that depression And we're going to talk about that in a couple of views. But again, I'm going to very much focus in on the scriptures there. Next week, we'll talk a little bit about the medical piece of why people might be depressed. But again, we're going to take the first part from a scriptural perspective on what uh, God's view is and what our hope is if you find yourself in depression or you've been in depression and you can actually praise God and say, yes, exactly. That's how I came out of depression. That's exactly how God freed me. And so either way, wherever you stand today, I I look forward to what the Holy Spirit's going to do in your life. The scripture here that I would like to open up with here uh, for for the reading uh, is Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true We'll be with you. Father, again, we open up your word. And as we see your word penetrate, illuminate your word to us uh, in such a way that it speaks to our hearts. Make the necessary changes in our hearts and in in our way, our thinking. And may we have God a peace that fills us this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Now when we talk, and I say right from the very beginning, even though you feel depressed, you are still to live biblically. Psalm 119, if you haven't gone through one, Psalm 119 recently, I highly recommend. I'm going to actually reference that a few times. And one of the scripture is 119 verses 143. Trouble and anguish have overtaken me, yet my commandments are my delights, yet your commandments are my delights. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when you find yourself in a depressed state, many people find themselves hopeless. They find themselves paralyzed. They can't move forward. They can't shake it. You've heard all kinds of terminologies we have used when we found ourselves in that state in some point of your life. But as a Christian, and especially a mature Christian that you've been discipled up through, you're growing, maturing, you must understand that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. When Even when you're depressed, Christ is who strengthens you. What the things you are to ponder on and bring every thunder to captivity and to ponder on, we saw in Philippians 4, verses 8 through 9. The things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, things that are praiseworthy, these are the things you're to meditate on. You're to edify others, when you're in this state of depression, you should find yourself looking to edify others and glorify God in your thoughts, words and actions at all times. Nowhere in the discipleship journey that we found ourselves going through this, did it ever say you can your, your thoughts and your actions and your, your deeds and those things, you can compromise and do unbiblical things when you're stressed. No. Matter of fact, you're to, that's when you're to even more on guard. Well, then when I'm depressed, then I'm justified. I'm depressed because you, don't believe, you won't believe what's going on in my life. The physical problems. The spiritual, you know, the spiritual attacks. What other people have done. You don't know my background, my life, and growing up my, you know, as a child. Or the abuse that I've had and gone through. Again, nowhere in the scripture you can use that to justify to be depressed and stay depressed and your actions not to be biblical. We're to continue to edify others regardless of how we feel we're to glorify God in our thoughts and our words and actions at all times instead of of, of of obeying our emotions that take us and spiral us down because that's when the enemy many times will try to come and just sink you as fast as you can is when you are in a depressed state instead you must obey God's word when you feel even when you don't feel like it But many times people won't obey God's word because I don't feel like it. Those feelings will sink you. And how important it is, is we ponder on what is true, what is noble, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, good report, praiseworthy. These things we meditate on. Now, in God's view, we're going to see, we're going to take a step, step 78. And step 78 addresses the issue of these feelings, those very dark feelings we call depression. Symptoms defined as depression are sometimes, and let me emphasize to you before you draw and jump to the conclusion and shut me down here tonight. I'm only taking one step at a time in regards to addressing the topic of depression. So yes, this may not apply to you, but this step 78 could apply to someone tonight listening. And that is symptoms that you believe are depression. And that is what we define And those symptoms are sometimes reciprocated or brought about by sin in our life. We see that multiple scriptures, and I'll give you one, Psalm 32 verses three through five. It says, "When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer." Selah. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity, and I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. We find that there are things that we have done in our lives or continue to do in our lives, which means we continue to please ourselves. If you remember that part of the journey, one of the main reasons what sin is is just learning or being in a habit, habitual, pleasing yourself in what you want to do and how you think thinking all the things that come around of just pleasing myself? How can I please myself today? That's the first thing. Now you may not say that. We've talked about that. Go back to the other teachings. to get that section. But many times you never wake up and say, how am I going to please myself today? We use other words like, how am I going to pamper myself today? Or, I'm going to do me today. And it goes on and on a lot of things we use to justify. And I'm not saying you're not to be take care of yourselves. I highly recommend you do wash yourself. And brush your teeth. And comb your hair. And put clean clothes on. For the sake of others. <laughs> For the sake of others, please. But we've all been there, have we not? Where we don't feel like it. We're not feeling good. We may not call it depression. We just, I just don't feel like it. And my outward just reflects what I'm feeling inside. And those things are going to happen to all of us at some point in our life and walk. But if you do not repent or you don't confess your self-centeredness And return to living in a biblical manner, you will experience even further difficulties because depression is just the going down. You're farther down in the spiral than you think. And it's just a matter of time, destruction's gonna happen. Yes, step 78 depression or the symptoms of depression can be because. A heavy hand of the Lord is upon you. Or there's something in your life that needs to be confessed and you needs to change. You need to be obedient. Maybe it's not sin. You're, well, it is sin because you're not being obedient to what God's called you to do. You're being more of a man pleaser than God pleaser in certain situations. And you find yourself being dragged down because of that. That's why it's so important to be in the word and be in prayer so that the Holy Spirit can reveal that to you. And the next that, that day, and hopefully as soon as possible, or in the next day or two before it gets out of control. And then you go, Oh, Lord, you're right. That is what's bringing me down. And you can confess those things and be renewed in your spirit. The next step is step 79. We find if we're going to love life and see good days, you must turn from evil doing evil or being obedient to God's word. We see that in 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 10 through 12. In spite of feeling Depressed. You are to live biblically because the divine resources that God has given you as a child of God has graciously provided for you not to be in the state of depression. You have all the divine resources to help you in the time of crisis because you might be in an absolute crisis that's bringing about depression. Depression. It's real. But you have to understand, you and I must understand, that even though you're in a major, uh, seems to be a justification of why you're in depression, you have to understand, biblically, you are to move out of that. You're not to get yourself into that. That you're to use all the divine resources that are given to you as a child of God to keep you from getting into the point of this deep feeling of depression. How many times have we find that as we're spiraling out of control, we find and look to other things to help bring comfort. And those things, that bottle just takes and makes it worse. You start looking, I I will feel better if I spend money and do this and buy this and do this and change this and do all these things. And then you find yourself after you're done, it didn't fix the problem, the root of the problem, and that is allow the divine resources of God to fill you. The Prince of Peace. That drug that they, the doctor gave you did not, is not going to solve the root of the problem when it comes to depression. We see in Psalm 34, verses 18 and 19: the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. And save such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. We want the Lord to deliver us out of that state that we find ourselves in. We see in Psalm 119, verse 28, My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. According to what? Your word. His word can feed your soul and your spirit to lift you out of that state of the feeling of depression. We see in Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You find yourself in darkness of depression, Get into the word, it will light your way out of it. And also Psalm 119, 143, again, Trouble and anguish have overtaken me, yet your commandments are my delights. We also see in Matthew chapter 11, very commonly quoted, But many times don't realize these these words will comfort those who find themselves in this state of depression. It says there in Matthew 28-30, through Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, and just in that scripture alone, it says, come to me. Learn from me how to get you out of the state you find yourself in. How quickly we find. "Have What is the Lord showing you? I haven't really spent time in the word or I haven't spent time in prayer, but I've been asking a lot of people. I highly recommend you stop telling people how depressed you are before you start telling God how depressed you are. Because He is going to be the one that's going to help you. Yes, He will lead you to your brothers or your sisters to come and assist and help as He leads them to do. But He's your Savior. We see in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, and in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, the heart of a, of a man who obviously had lots and lots and lots of reasons to be depressed. <laughs> or at least justify why he's depressed. As many times he was jailed and whipped and half dead and, and, and naked. I mean, Paul understood what it was to follow Christ and how heavy that was. We also know, I'll give you a reminder of step 16. That also we spoke about this back in the early days of step 16, and that is the way you feel and the way you view yourself, and the way not only the way you feel or the way you feel, you know, you view yourself or your relations or circumstances are often an indication of whether you are living to please yourself or living to please God. And I recommend you go back and listen to that teaching when we talked about step 16. Now that's God's viewpoint from the scripture. And there's many, many scriptures for those who find themselves in depression or or you know of someone you're discipling that's in depression. Please come see me because I would love to give you additional scriptures just for a time's sake for you to have to be able to share with those who find themselves in that state. What does God's view say about that? But the question now is, what's your hope? What is their hope if they find themselves in depression? The hope is step 80. And step 80 says, no matter how difficult any situation appears, the Lord Jesus Christ has overcome it. He's already overcome that. We see that. Go back and read John 16, today. You must understand who your God is. God will not allow anything into your life that is, that is beyond His control or beyond His ability to endure without sinning. He'll bring you through that state of depression and you won't be sinning. You'll still worship God. You will still serve God. You'll still be edifying others. You will not be brought down into the depths of despair and that leading into sin. God as a believer is not going to allow you to go into a state unless you are ignoring him trying to help you. So if you find yourself in depression as a child of God and you consider yourself a mature Christian and you find yourself in depression, I would please beg you to not just say you're doing these things, but that you actually Do read the Word of God and meditate on the Word of God and to be talking to God about all things. And then make the necessary changes in your life so that you will come out of that. Because I assure you, the divine resources God wants to help you out of that state. We have that full assurance in the Word. Don't be tricked by the enemy or others who state that you have depression because it's hereditary, because it's some disease, or it goes on and on and on and on, of the world justifies, in this case, of what we're talking about tonight, that may be not at all medically related. We'll talk about that next week. the promise, so many scriptures, but the one I'll give you tonight is Romans chapter 8, verses 28 and 29. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the are the called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. God is going to help you out of that state. We do know, in the scriptures we talked about in the early steps, that trials that are allowed to come into our lives, trials are for our own good. We saw that in Romans 5. We saw that in James 1. 1 Peter 1. And as trials are allowed to come into our lives, tests are allowed to come into our lives, the question is, how do you and I respond? How do we react to those trials and tests that are coming to our lives? Well, the scripture says how we respond gives opportunity for the power of God to show forth in your life. Or if you don't trust in the Lord through these trials and tribulations and, and tests, then you will find yourself powerless and you will then find yourself in a depressed state eventually. But God's word God is assured that if you have find yourselves in these through these trials and tests we must respond biblically not unbiblically to deal with those and allow the power of God to show himself in you which then becomes a bright light for those around you that will lead people to Christ and bring God glory as he, people witness your life filled with his power to endure whatever that may be, that trial in your life. Now that was step 80. A part of your hope when it comes to if you find yourself or you're helping someone else who's in a form of depression. That give them hope. You must give them hope as a believer. And God, there's hope. Step 81, that's part of our hope, is in difficulties, God says He will comfort you. He promises to be a God of comfort for you and I in these difficult times. Psalm 119, verse 50. This is my comfort in my infliction, for your word has given me life. <laughs> Where do you find comfort? By reading God's word, he comforts you and I by his word. Well, I don't feel very comforted. Are you in his word? No. I'm too depressed to read it. Hello. (laughs) You know, then if you're so depressed you can't read it, can you sit and listen to the reading? Can you sit and listen to the the word of God? God ministered through you by someone else teaching you and sharing the word of God with you. No, I'm too depressed. Then you're not willing to change. You're somehow finding sometimes find yourself in this state as some way of getting attention to yourselves that is unbiblical and it's sinful. I'm being gentle. I'll leave it just as that. Please, my brothers and sisters, don't find yourself where the enemy in your flesh justifies or the world helps you to justify. To get attention, you must have some medical, emotional problem you must bring about to get the attention. That's not biblical. As a a believer, that's that's not good. Let God work through that situation you find yourself in and allow him to lift you up and empower you and bring you so that he gets glory of coming in to be your God of comfort, the God of healing. Let Let him get glory through that but don't put yourself in it because you need attention. I assure you there's other ways that are much more positive <laughs> and biblically focused to get attention than than creating a an emotional emergency and have to tell everyone about it. Share, yes. But look to share. But receive what God brings you in the Word of God. As people minister to you, receive from the Word of God to help you to move out of the state that you find in, you find yourself in. We also see in Psalm forty two eleven, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted in me? Hope in God, for I shall praise Him. The help of my countenance and my God. (laughs) Please, if you don't know anyone right now that you know that has depression or has some really bad feelings right now, and they just want everyone to know they're really in a bad place to be in, and they seem to not want to receive from you. I want to encourage you, share Psalm 42:11 with them. Send them a card. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're you're praying for them. And this scripture is, is, I want to send you this scripture to encourage you to let's, with God's help, let's move on. Let's move forward. Let's be empowered by by God. Now we find ourselves here. What change needs to take place? We see The step that we need to take to make a change is step 82. We're to... Did I do a step 81? Okay. Step 82. Put off disobedience to God's word. We're to put off disobedience to God's word. We're to put on living a disciplined and faithfully obedient life. As a believer, you are to put off disobedience to God's word. And you must, you must, you must, whatever it takes, must put on a living, a disciplined, faithfully obedient life to the word of God. We see that in Genesis 4-7. We see that in Romans chapter 6. We see that in 1 Timothy chapter 4. And we do that. We put on a commitment disciplining our lives to be obedient to God's word we do that because we're committed to please God in everything we say and do in our actions and our feelings everything we want to please God not ourselves second corinthians chapter 5 galatians chapter 5 That's the battle, I believe, that you must mature and grow and disciple where you are absolutely committed to pleasing God in everything you say and do, including your emotions. That you're committed not to please yourself, but pleasing God. We talked about step 28 and 29 that pertains to our change. In order to put off sinful habits, you must first identify them by examining or judging your life in light of God's word. Lord, if you find any wicked way in me. Lord, is there something I've I, not being a, been obedient to you and you've been telling me to do this change and I haven't been willing to make this change. Whatever it is, spend time with God. He is faithful to reveal those small or large things in your life that he's asking you to make change with. And ask him, to, he's willing to help you and empower you to do that. And step 29 was as you put on righteous deeds, righteous actions, and things you're doing that are right and good, and the power of the Holy Spirit... When you do that, you'll bring glory to God and it will demonstrate your love for Him. Because you love Him so much, you want to please Him in everything. Now that's your change. Put off disobedience to God's word, that that willingness, I I don't want to hear God's word. I'm in no state of feeling right now to go to church. I don't have this feeling like I'm not going to go to church. I don't feel right. I don't feel good. That's the worst thing you can do. You're 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 are you're, you're you're cutting off an opportunity for God to work through the teaching of the word that day and through God's people who love you as a brother or as a sister to be able to God use them to minister to you with by the word of God. You're just falling in the tr- the, the trick and the and the, and the enemy of t- saying uh, your emotion I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like listening. You're just hurting yourselves, my brothers and sisters. I really want to encourage you, just overcome, and as I say many times, keep showing up regardless of how you feel. Now, what do you practice? That brings us to step 83 Step 83 your practice and my practice has established a biblical schedule for fulfilling God's given responsibilities You must and I must you must wake up and say, God, what do you have for me to do? What is my role, my responsibilities? What am I and been committed and you've asked me to do? What is going to please you? You must set that schedule. You must fulfill that God-given responsibilities and keep that schedule regardless of any feelings of depression you may be experiencing. Keep showing up regardless of how you feel. If you're a mother, you have responsibilities. Even if you're depressed, you must keep, you must show up. It's your responsibility to take care of those children or take care of the house or whatever that responsibility sets within your household. Men's, you must show up at work regardless of how you feel. It's your responsibility to provide for your children. You cannot sit there, I don't, I feel depressed, I'm not going to work. You must get help. And God says he wants to help you. Do all your responsibilities and tasks. Absolutely as everything you can give as to the Lord and for his glory. Do it for him. That's who we do it for. And if you find yourself at some point where you're like justifying your depression, and well, what you're not going to be fulfilling your God given responsibilities, then you need to confess. You need to confess this to the Lord. And then then follow biblically how to be restored and move forward and uh, And follow those things we talked about early on in the steps. Two more steps that we've talked about earlier. To close out the steps here for this evening on depression. We also looked at step 14. You must diligently examine yourself in a biblical manner. And obey God's word constantly, consistently. To grow and commit to grow and mature in your faith and godliness. And to come to that realization that the peace that you want in that depressed state, the peace and the joy can only come from obedience to the word of God. There is no other way. And step 39, stop living to please yourself in daily situations and responsibilities and relationships. But follow God's commandments. Instead of living to please yourself, regard others more important than yourself. Be a servant to God, be a servant to others. And joy, many times you'll see it written out Jesus first, others second then the why is yourself. That's always last. And so now that order that will bring the joy that you're wanting to experience in a life that may be a little dark or depressed, that God says that I have made a way. I have set you free. You have eternal hope and a promise. There's so much to be rejoiceful for because whatever situation, it might be very real, Dealing with that cancer. It might be very real after having that accident. It may be very real that someone has done this and done that. Or loss of job. It goes on and on and on and on. But that is not your identity. That is not your God. That job is not your God. You must bring yourself off of the the, leaning on your own understanding and and the things of this world, you must understand the scriptures and how God sees that, that this is just a temporary light affliction. And that God has has you in the palm of his right hand. We see that in the Psalms. He is not going to let you drop. Trust him. Trust him. You must trust Him even in the most darkest of times of depression. He is the only way. The only truth. And the only life.